Welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, president of Schneps Media. And today, delighted to welcome an A-lister, a power man, Dan Shaughnessy, who is the practice leader for Wilmington Trust. That's a division of M&T Bank, having bought People's Bank. So Dan, Wilmington Trust man, we trust you. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Victoria. Good morning. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, you know, Dan, um, it's not easy to be the top of the ladder as you are. You're also six foot five. Three. 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 Okay. So you're not only the tall man in the room, but you are the power man in the room, helping people with their wealth management. But I, I wanted to kind of bring the clock back and see how your childhood might have influenced you to become the person you are now. What, what was your kind of growing up days? Where did you grow up? Oh, well, thank you so much, Victoria. So I grew up in upstate New York, about a half hour west of, of the capital of Albany in a little town called Cobleskill, New York. I, I'm the youngest of eight. My, my father died when I was very young. At 11 months old, he passed away. So uh, my mother, my brothers and sisters really raised me. I'm uh, actually seven years behind my next sibling. So I think I was the only planned child out of the eight. Uh, but but at the end of the day, uh, that certainly influenced my childhood. I think uh, knowing that that family comes first, understanding family values are critical and and maybe how that transitions into your work life and what's important to you and the type of culture that you create at work. But I would also say that as a child, a, a story that you've asked me to share about my childhood, uh, I, I will uh, be vulnerable for a moment and say to you that as a seven-year-old, I was asked to sing at a recital, to sing a solo. And I got up on stage. The song I was asked to sing is You Light Up My Life by uh, Debbie Boone. Because remember, I was seven years old. And uh, I, had, I had a pretty good voice as a, as a boy. I was a belter. So I, I stood up on stage, and there were eight chords that the piano player was going to play, and then I would start to sing. The eight chords came and went. There were 16 chords in, I was standing frozen. And a woman named Sherry Stevens, uh, God rest her soul, came up to me and she put her hand on my stomach and there was an audience of about 200 people in this small town, basically the whole town was there, uh, and asked if, she, if they should give me another chance. And they did. And I was able to muster up the, the, the courage to go ahead and sing. And I belted it out and got a standing ovation. And from there, I felt very confident of, about life and myself. And, and I just think of how that could have gone the other way so easily. But uh, Sherry Stevens, a uh, huge person in regards to impact on my life. Well, sometimes it just takes one. And look at that. Isn't that a beautiful thing to have that kind of person step into your life? It was fated to have you have this wonderful feeling about yourself because of a teacher. So I, I think I get it about that because it's, uh, as having been a teacher, how you can impact people's lives is remarkable. And, you know, your journey from uh, that small town to the big time. So tell me what you're doing now. Tell me about your position over at Wilmington Trust. Yeah, so I, I'm super blessed to be in the position that I'm in to um, help modernize the wealth management experience, to transform a hundred year legacy at Wilmington Trust to make it more customized to uh, the Long Island market specifically. So uh, I'm excited to be 
uh, selecting uh, office space throughout Long Island, whether it be Melville, Hopog, on the East End, the Hamptons area, uh, building a team, an interdisciplinary team of subject matter experts that I work with in investments and in planning and in private banking. Uh, and to, again, identify opportunities for us to add value to the, the business owner community, not just the owners themselves, but those that support the owner, to add value to them, to help them more efficiently and effectively meet their objectives. Uh, I think at the end of the day, Vicki, if I may just say that one of the things that I'm able to do in my role as practice leader, in addition to building this business out, creating a culture, is to enhance lives throughout the community that we work within, but also with the people I work with. So I'm very excited and feel super honored and humbled to be in this position. So can you give me an example of how you would help someone, let's say myself, in terms of our investments? Or how do you look at the person's business and their person's wealth to be able to help them grow it? Because I guess everybody wants to grow their whatever they're doing, their wealth. Sure. Thank you, Vicki. Yeah. So it's really objective-based, and it's, it's cer certainly customized to each individual situation. But uh, we, we currently manage around $200 billion worth of private client assets. $30 billion of those dollars are in endowment and foundation, so nonprofits that we work with. And each case, as I said earlier, is individual, and they have their own objectives. But typically, we approach holistically in that, you know, what's important to the client? What are they trying to achieve? And then quite often tax mitigation, asset protection, the transition, not just of dollars and cents relative to wealth, but of their family values. Those values I mentioned earlier that I learned as a boy who was brought up in a single parent household. I think those values today have never been more important if you look around the world. We talked about it uh, in, a, in a business group uh, the other day and that you know, there's so many incredible success stories here on Long Island. How do we capture the success, not just the wealth relative to dollars and cents, but the story of their success? And how do we transition that from generation to generation? That's what we do in a very thoughtful, sophisticated way with an interdisciplinary team of attorneys and accountants, money managers and liquidity specialists, all surrounding the client relationship. Well, I think that's a key. You know, I was thinking about how my husband was, at, may he rest in peace, was a nephrologist, and he just looked at the kidneys. And then, you know, then somebody else just looks at the ears and then another doctor. So it sounds to me like you're doing something unique because there are not many uh, investment advisors, so to speak, that look at the whole portfolio of the life and the business. I agree, Vicki. I mean, in fact, uh, every day I have conversations with incredibly successful entrepreneurs who unfortunately have not been surrounded by those specialists as you described. And they do get it. They understand. So if they're doctors, they'll often, you know, sort of use the same analogy that you did. Uh, and I think that whatever business that you're in, if you're an owner of a business, if you're in charge of an organization, you need to surround yourself with smart people, which I have been very fortunate to be around. And then to make sure that you have the right pieces to help these people fulfill what it is they're trying to achieve. So, you know, in this marketplace of volatility and, you know, a little bit of fear with wars brewing out far away, hopefully they stay far away. Uh, is there any kind of advice that you um, can give to people that's kind of um, universal? Sure. So, so I'll do it in a, in a few different ways. First, I would say uh, as 
the practice leader of a wealth management firm that's been around for over 100 years. Uh, started as a family office, by the way, for the DuPont family, who are still our clients four or five generations later. I think that it's incredibly important to build a customized plan that is aligned with what your long-term objectives are, to make sure that you have an interdisciplinary team of advisors to help you craft that plan and execute and implement that plan, not just during your lifetime, but that it's done in such a sophisticated way that that plan can then live on for generations in what we call a, a dynastic trust, perhaps. So, so that's from a wealth manager's perspective. I think as, a, as an owner of a business, as a leader of a practice, I think perseverance is critical. I think too often we give up. And, and I think that you know, I, if, if you are inclined uh, to achieve something, if you put it on your list of goals or objectives, whether it's an investment objective right now, there are a lot of people who have portfolios and they're looking to sell out of their portfolios and go to cash. So if these are folks that get it right up front and you have a long-term time horizon, that, that probably is not the best reaction. I would say the same thing about business decisions. If you need to be able to stick and move, if you will, but at the same time, persevere, live through it, you know, uh, align yourself with, with smart people so that you can uh, have a, an advisory board of sorts to be able to bounce ideas off of. And once you've committed to an idea, stick to it. Well, you know, I think that's uh, a very good, wise advice because, you know, so many people see the market uh, going up and down and then they want to jump. Whereas an advisor is someone uh, in a way to hold your hand to, through the troubled times. It's easy when the markets are going up, but right. it's just about the markets. I think it's about how do you hold on to your wealth with the tax situation now? So do you actually have uh, tax people that work with you with your clients? I do. In fact, I have 50 of them. So we have uh, a team of subject matter experts who are renowned in their field, uh, some of which who actually live right here on our island, who uh, are, are those responsible for coming up with very thoughtful strategies to keep as much money from the U.S. government as legally possible. Love it. Love it. Love it. I think that's the key. Legally possible, but the opportunities and knowledge. I think one of the most complicated uh, laws are all our tax laws, and you really need an expert to navigate it, right? Agreed. In fact, many of my colleagues teach other either CPAs or attorneys. So uh, this year, we're fortunate to have Jeff Wolken, who's our national director of Delaware Law, who came virtually onto Long Island and taught a group of about 50 to 100 attorneys at the Suffolk County Bar Association about Delaware Law for New York State residents. Well, that's it. You know, you become positioned as the educator to the other people who uh, need to know how to handle their money and to be able to advise their clients. So you're the advisors to the advisors. Well, that's, you know, the key to success, I think, is to be recognized by uh, the people in the community as a leader. And you have. So let me ask you this, Dan. Could you give me some tips, some ideas on what you would offer to others about how to be successful? What did it take for you to reach the goals of what you have achieved? Oh, thank you, Victoria. That, that is a great question. So I would probably first lean back to perseverance, have a plan, write the plan down, revisit the plan regularly, but, but stick to the plan, stay strong to the plan, the, to the objectives, to not give up. 
I think in my profession, especially now, trying to build a practice or launch a wealth management firm onto Long Island in a meaningful way, being ubiquitous. So if you're an advisor and, and, and you need to be out there, Victoria, you, your firm, your team, you're everywhere. We love it. You are ubiquitous. And I think that that's important for somebody who's looking to build a brand uh, that, you know, to, to be in the marketplace, to, to actually be in the trenches with those who you may serve or, or be able to support or collaborate with. Um, so, so these are some things that I think are incredible. I think uh, authenticity is something that, um, uh, you know, is, is not too common. And I, I, say, I say that respectfully. I think transparency, authenticity are missing often in the, at least the wealth management business. So I think being able to sit on the same side of the table as your clients, I've had meetings literally in a field in Eastern Long Island on the North Fork, speaking to a gentleman on his tractor. So I'm in a, you can't always be with with your your wingtips and your suit on. Sometimes you need to be able to get dirty. Uh, And I think that at the end of the day, you know, being able to um, understand who your clients are, sharing those thoughtful stories and and, and really being yourself, being authentic is, is critical. Well, I think those great words of wisdom. And I thank you so much. We've been talking with Dan Shaughnessy, a true A-lister power man from uh, Wilmington Trust. And I am so delighted to have been able to have this time with you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Vicki. And this is Victoria Schnepp signing off. Until next time. Bye now. Bye.